MoneyWeb now on the money. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Credit rating agencies are a powerful force, especially when it comes to making a call on a country's credit worthiness. Global investors and market players take to heart the views of the big three credit rating agencies, and their views often determine the extent to which a country has access to finance and at what cost. And with South Africa deemed to be in junk status territory by all three over a decade, it's had to endure government debt bond yields in excess of 12%. I'm joined by Casey Delport. She's an investor analyst in the fixed income division at Anchor Capital. Thank you very much, Casey, for joining us. Just give us a quick reminder of the role of ratings agencies when it comes to sovereign credit and why market players take it so seriously. Good morning and thank you for having me on the show today. Sure. So essentially, you know, sovereign credit ratings are really assessments, as you mentioned, you know, provided by credit rating agencies that gauge the credit worthiness of a country's government and its ability to meet financial obligations, particularly debt repayments. So in turn, you find that these ratings serve as indicators for investors and financial markets to assess the level of risk associated with lending money to a particular government. So what we see is that, you know, the major credit rating agencies such as Moody, Standard & Poor's, um, Fitch, etc., they then assign grades or scores to sovereign nations based on these sort of various economic and political factors. And they become sort of the de facto base that a lot of investors, particularly international investors, use to, you know, to gauge if if you want to partake in that particular country's debt. So South Africa's credit rating first started to be downgraded to junk in 2012. You'll correct me if I'm wrong. And the ratings agencies kept taking the rating down a further notch as the perception of the country worsened. But even though the country's economic trajectory and challenges have not really been that encouraging for a number of years, there seems to have been a reluctance by the ratings agencies to plunge the country any any further into junk. Why do you think our sovereign credit, credit rating has been so resilient amid so many challenges albeit still stuck in junk status. Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting sort of turn of events. I mean, you know, junk status is by no means a, a credit rating that any any sovereign desires. But I really, you know, this sense, it, it really can be construed as, as a bit of a positive that we haven't worsened further. And I think it's largely as a result of, uh, you know, the strong beneficiaries we've been of that of that commodity cycle that we've seen the last few years that really did actually help improve a lot of our sort of fiscal metrics in that sense, the, mm-hmm. the ones that the credit rating agencies really focus on. And then we take into account, you know, there has been some reform progress across our economy, albeit, you know, incredibly slowly. There has been issues of that popping through. The credit rating agencies as well have seemed uh, quite positive around our sort of um, electricity reform measures and that as well. Um, you know, moving all to more so private supply, they see ESCOM as a real sort of, and the issues at ESCOM and our power supply is a real key uh, key determinant. So that has, I think, been just enough to to keep us sort of, you know, floating on floating um, on water uh, other than being punched further i mean to go we already you know we're not just at the brink of sort of junk status or non-investment grade rating we're actually quite far a few levels down in the metrics already so i think it would have to be sort of severe downturn for for the rating agencies to uh, plunge us uh, any further but uh, i think that uh, you know the, a lot of the rating agencies will also be waiting for for next year post our electoral cycle 
and um, and you know, seeing what the outcomes are from there before they you know reassess any further. Yeah, of course you don't have a crystal ball, but when you look at the current fiscal metrics right now, Treasury is talking about stabilising public debt to just below 78% of GDP in the fiscal year 2025-2026, while the budget deficit for this fiscal year is expected to be wider of 4.9% compared to an earlier estimate of 4%. Is South Africa at the precipice of a fiscal disaster, or is the country doing enough to help steer us away from a major crisis? Ironically, if you had asked me that question maybe two or three years ago, I would have mentioned that we were very much you know, at that at that brink. Luckily, we have managed to to pull things back a little bit in the last few years. Again, mm. you know, that, that commodity cycle has been a huge help in that regard. Um, yes, you know, things have have worsened this year as well. It's starting to make investors feel um, a bit more uncomfortable. But we're not quite yet at the at the end of the runway. We still have a little bit of room. We are again, you know, seeing the, those positive reform measures coming through. Um, again, can't stress enough the um, the positivity that we feel coming in from the sort of um, the benefits and changes coming in our electricity sector as well. I know it's hard to feel it as, as South Africans when when we're sitting in load shedding, but things yeah. are improving. And in that regard, we're seeing that filter through on our on economic data and our, our activities from you know the, the economy at this point this year has remained surprisingly resilient amid, amidst everything. So I think we, we, you know, we're getting, we're inching a little bit closer as of this year. Um, we'll have to see with the with the budget speech in February next year. You know, the full extent of, of where we're sitting. Yeah. But as you mentioned, you know, it's very difficult with a, to pull a crystal ball, especially with a, a country that's moving into an electoral cycle soon enough. We're seeing a lot more instances of you know populist policies coming in through from our government. So it's very hard to you know to see through that noise and, and come through. So in terms of forecasts and abilities, I I always say you know we need to wait until after the elections next year so we can just sort of see the clear path going forward. Fair enough. And then one last one. Uh, the Reserve Bank made a call to leave interest rates unchanged yesterday, pretty much in line with market expectations. Uh, but do you think that this we've come to the end of the road in terms of rate hikes? Yes, you know, I think we, we have come to a peak with regards to, to interest rate hikes. And then we believe that we will remain at sort of our current levels for some time. Um, at the end of the day, the, the forward looking real interest rate is already high enough for the prevailing economic backdrop. Um, with our inflation forecasts actually remaining inside the, the target range and, and demand driven and sort of wage inflation actually remaining uh, modest. I think any possible interest rate cuts will only likely materialize towards the end of 2024 um, and will depend on the, on the inflation outlook, both, of course, you know, locally and globally, and then interest rate developments across the globe as, as we progress into to the new year. I know the market has been fairly, fairly bullish up until yesterday, mm. believing we could possibly see interest rate cuts um, you know, in the second quarter of next year. Um, we've always maintained that it's very much an end of 2024 story, even going into 2025. Only. All right. Thank you so much for your insights on this early morning, Casey. That was Casey Delport. She's an investment analyst in the fixed income division at Anchor Capital. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.